welcome to the STR Data Lab. Well, hello there, AirDNA data nerds. Before we get this podcast started, I just wanted to say how excited I was to talk to this individual. He's an OG in the hospitality industry, and we spent a lot of time talking about what he expects to see in 2023 in the industry, what maybe we should let go of next year, and where we should take the business as a whole. Spoiler alert, it definitely has to do with the relationship you as a host or vacation rental manager has with technology. This man is no stranger to the business, as I mentioned, from his business recreational rentals to Slick Talk, a hospitality podcast, and Hospitality FM, his small media empire. Yes, I'm talking about Will Slickers. So without further ado, folks, please enjoy my conversation with this amazing individual. On just a personal note, I just loved how humble and practical and pragmatic he is about the business. So again, enjoy. Will, Will Slickers, the man, the myth, the legend. I am so happy that you are on the STR Data Lab today. I'm pumped. This is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to, and I probably shouldn't be saying that, but it is one of my favorites. I, I love it. It's quick. It's to the point. You guys, you and Jamie have some good banter, good guests, you know, all the combinations for a good podcast. So love thank it. you. Thank you. I mean, you know, I, I also, well, no, I do play favorites. I totally play favorites. And you are one of my favorite humans in this business. And uh, also, yes, uh, Hospitality FM. <laughs> All right, we'll get to we'll continue to um, do some shameless plugs here in a little bit. Yeah. But I am just so excited to talk to you. You've been in this business a long time. You've had a very interesting sort of entree into this business. I think it was helping your parents out to start. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and then you've sort of I think you probably had every job in the biz. And I would just love to know what possessed you, my friend. How did you get in this business? Let's just take it from the top for a minute. What is the, the origin story? The Will Slickers origin story, please. It's like Wolverine. Yeah, I love it. I'll try to keep it short because it's kind of a twisty turn route. But in 2017-ish, I had a chauffeur and event company. Did not know what the hell I was doing. Very much just like trying to figure out riding on that Uber you know, bandwagon train. And it failed miserably. I lost everything, tried to like recover and I had all these suits in my closet and I was like, well, I have to put these suits to use. I can't just throw that away. <laughs> and I remember picking up these clients at this four diamond hotel. So I just put on a suit, grabbed a, a copy of my resume and, and went out there and applied and got hired on the spot. And that's when I fell in love with like hotels, hospitality, the whole industry as a whole. But that led into a kind of like a couple years of working front desk and helping, you know, with housekeeping and other types of pieces. This was a, a huge hotel. But with it being such a huge hotel under Marriott, it was really hard to move up. So I moved to the Oregon coast, became a manager. And that's when I got introduced to short term rentals, aka my mom and dad were like, we heard of this thing called Airbnb. Can you help us? And I was like, yes, yeah, just like a hotel, but without a front desk. Let's do it. 
So that was kind of my jump in. Oh my gosh. I absolutely love that. I love that. Like, cause usually I feel like it's us being like, yo, parents, there's something cool happening in the world, but your parents were like, yeah. Hey, well, you should know about the super cool thing that's happening. I, you know, so I, I started the front desk too of a completely different industry, right? Which is marketing. But I love that you had that sort of very hands-on experience being the guy front desk, shout out, shout out to front desk guys, Seriously. people that have property managers, Shout out. Okay, so you dipped your little toe into the Airbnb pool. And then I feel like you pretty quickly got sucked in to property management, right? Yeah, really quickly. It was through that. And I also had my podcast at the same time, kind of like as a side hustle slash passion project that really I didn't think I was going to monetize, but really it was just like, I'm curious. I want to ask questions. I can't do it at work in the sense of like a deep dive. I, I could ask my boss, but you know, it was just a weird dynamic where you couldn't be like getting free. Got it. And so that's where I was like, started talking about short-term rentals more, even though I was a hotel guy. And then the short-term rental audience really took off. And that's when I was like, okay, I think there's something here. My experience with my mom and dad's one property uh, it was just like a two bed, two bath apartment above their garage. They were tired of long term tenants just destroying it or having to, you know, always be late on rent and this and that. And you're like, you know what? Let's try it out. And for me, it was like, okay, having that Marriott experience, I knew, okay, we need to have standards. You need to have white linen. You need to have a fully stocked kitchen, have coffee, tea, maybe some sugar and flour, just like little things to have a good guest experience. And then I was like, well, how do we get rid of the front desk? Because there is no front desk. And discovered smart locks and was like, all right, we're going to put a smart lock in, do the whole thing. And it ended up doing double what they were making in monthly rent. So they were doing like $1,800 a month. They were making over like 3,600 bucks to over four grand in some months, depending on the time of year. So that's when I was started. I was like, all right, I'm going to start doing this with other people. And I had a company previous to recreation rentals, uh, wasn't the best partnership. So I ended up leaving and selling my equity. Uh, but then formed recreation shortly after. And that's when we went all in on on vacation rentals. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Well, and I think like there's always a little element of like right place, right time. But I always like to think that luck is opportunity meets preparation. 100%. So it sounds like all of that prep you did for working at Marriott, you could really rely on just knowing what a good guest experience was. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. Yeah. And then so so podcasting. So you just like you were like, you know what? I need a microphone. I need to talk to people. I think that's the best reason to get into podcasting from my perspective. Like if you go in with sort of ulterior motives, like I want to monetize this or I want to, you know, turn this into some sort of business. It's not as as authentic as what I love about our podcast, too, is like just curiosity. Right. Like, yeah, let's just I get out that. there. Talk to people. You've talked to thousands. I, I was going to say hundreds, hundreds, hundreds. hundreds yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Not thousands, not hundreds. Well, okay, sure, sure. But I mean, like in general, probably yeah. thousands of people. But you have had so many great interviews on your podcast. Obviously, you've been doing this a lot longer than me. So the thing that I want to talk to you about today was just looking ahead. So we are we are recording this in December. It'll probably air in January. But we'll still be very much like thinking about what next year looks like, 2023. So talk to me a little bit about you've been in this business for a while what are some things that you're excited for for this industry next year? Like, what is that thing that you really are? What's your hope and wish for our industry next year? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, kind of loaded. No, no, no small answers around here. <laughs> I was going to say loaded, but in a great way, because I think a lot of people could answer that question and come up with the same, same or similar outcome. And I think 
not to ride on the Airbnb bandwagon, but I th- I've really liked, if I can compliment Airbnb on one thing, it would be, I think the fact that they're creating the search ability of properties to be more of, I'm not searching by destination market, I'm searching by destination property. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm very passionate about that and very much so like, if you can create something out of nothing, or you can turn a normal home and make it a destination, whether you're in one or not, that is the magical like sweet spot if you could really hit that. So I hope we see more of that. I hope we see more people get creative with their land and start creating tree houses and, you know, like more like creative spaces for bigger groups or single family homes or even just creating a better apartment experience than most people would get if they booked, you know, Joe Schmo's property down the road. You know, that's my big hope and dream. And I hope like operators get better with their tech. That's my big passion. Get better and more dialed in with it. You don't need to be a tech expert, but at least know the ecosystem and how it all works and why connectivity is really important. And, you know, vetting your partners better with, you know, who do they work with well? Who do they not work with well? What piece is a no-brainer for you that you have to have in your tech versus something you could sacrifice without in a, or compromise through another piece? So, yeah, that's my two answers for you to keep it short and sweet. Oh, my gosh. Both of those were perfect. One, yeah, I think that they're, I love that Airbnb is sort of opening up, um, hopefully, opportunity for innovation, right? Like mm-hmm. they're, they're, you know, Jamie Lane and I have talked about this a lot, where you are, you know, they're out there, you know, trying to like bring, democratize really the industry more, which is controversial, yeah. right? Not everyone yeah. maybe stands to benefit from that, or maybe not everyone perceives that as a benefit. From my perspective, I think there is a lot of benefit to that, right? Because we have to create a sustainable ecosystem, you know, and and that is the beauty of this business is that it creates opportunity for folks, economic opportunity, opportunity for people to explore, to experience things they never have before. So yeah, so making that sort of special experience, that special guest experience. And also, I think one of the things that was great about the pandemic is that we almost got a little untethered, right? We sort of had those destinations in our mind that we were always, you know, like, if you're in Colorado, you're always going to go to Vail or Steamboat for a vacation. Um, and there's a lot of little fringe towns that we discovered when we were in the pandemic because we were like, no, we want to go somewhere smaller. We don't want to go to Vail Resort. So, you know, we found these little pocket towns that were really unique experiences, really me- beautiful places. So super excited for that as well. And then on the tech, okay, you just inspired me. I think we might have to do a little content piece on the tech ecosystem, right? Because it's it's very confusing. I know you and I were both at Verma this year. It's, it's a bit overwhelming how much tech is out there. Well, very overwhelming, but also I think if you're not trained in hospitality, if you don't come up through hotels or restaurants, it doesn't make sense on what is a channel manager versus a property management software. No idea. And then like I hear through people that are on our podcast or in the network that they're like, oh, well, my property management software isn't syncing with hospitable or this and that. I'm like, because those two, your property management software shouldn't need hospitable. If you're going to have a property management software, stick with their communication device rather than adding a layer that makes it clunky and not really like you're, you're giving yourself more work by adding too much tech. When if you're going to use hospitable, then just use hospitable. Like they pretty much have the same features that you had a property management. So there's like little things like that where to me it's like, it doesn't make sense doing that versus like property management software has its own built-in channel manager. Why are you adding your own channel manager do the same thing when it's just confusing your whole system. So yeah, there's just like little things like that where it's like, all right, figure out what the P 
pieces are, how they work. Like you said, the ecosystem chart, because it is confusing. And there's, yeah. I think, um, who was it? I was talking to, I was talking to somebody the other day and they're creating a chart basically, or a table of property management softwares to insurance, to smart lock oh. and home automation to like all the different pieces. There's over 15 pieces of tech and, and property management software has probably over a hundred pieces, like hundred companies in it. So it's a lot, it's a lot to take in, but it's good to be aware of and know how they work. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, well maybe we should partner with them because I, I think, I think like as a, you know, pseudo technology, we're a little bit more of a software data source, like, you know, business intelligence source, but I think we should, I think we as vendors partners should take some ownership there. Right. Because I don't know if we make it easy for the average consumer to understand. And of course we're like, no, you should use all of our tools. Right. And there is always sort of this integration sort of interwebbing that we do. So yeah, I think we'll take a little ownership on on that. Let's let's do that as a follow up. All right, I love it. I love it. we're we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about tech more because yeah, I think for for our listeners, what is the difference, Will, between a channel manager and a property management system? Well, the property management software is supposed to be like your hub. It's your core. It's where everything lives. So your reservations, you should have communication in there. And I and so Brandy from Sexant stays. You know, shout out to Brandy. Uh, her and I are very much on the train. Like if you have a property management software, the property management software should not need a channel manager. They should connect to Airbnb, booking.com, Verbo, all the platforms you need because it's a very old way of thinking. Hotels are very much so an example of that, of having a channel manager and all this like different pieces to add in. And it gives you more opportunity for things to break, which is 100% what we see all the time. If you're having to manually check and sync your channels to make sure that no reservations go missing, right? It's a bad, bad software. Bad software should not. Love work. that. That's pretty yeah. simple. Good advice. Like that's like the literally the antithesis of getting a software like that. A hundred percent. So <laughs> yeah, like your property management software should be the core, and then a channel manager if you need one because your property management software doesn't have its own built-in distribution is basically just connecting you to Airbnb, Verbo, is getting you to the eyeballs on other platforms like, you know, OTAs, online travel agencies. So that's where the that. difference, but property management software should have it. So that's just my opinion. I, hey, we, we respect and appreciate your opinion. And thank you for breaking that down for everybody because it is, again, a little confusing out there. I've been in the B2B SaaS business for a long time and yeah, same thing. Ownership. We don't always make it easy for our consumers. I love that making making that a mission for us uh, in 2023. Okay, so that's like all the sort of hopes and wishes and dreams. Okay, here's another loaded one for you, my friend. What is one thing that you wish that our industry would just maybe shed, let go? Like this is a time to let go of the past, walk into the future. What's something we should let go of as a business? Oof, that's a really good and hard one because. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like vacation rentals, I really do love that we have kind of innovated beyond the normal like hotel hospitality model. But I do think there could be a lack of human connection or a lack of like, I think too much automation can be a bad thing. And so as I'm like ranting about tech, I'm also on the side of let the tech do the simple stuff that you shouldn't be doing. And that way you can hire within to have someone really take care of the guests from like a virtual or even in-person concierge. Front desk, in my opinion, when I was the best like at my job, 
wasn't when I was checking people in and getting them into their room and making sure their key worked. It was when they could have easily checked in themselves, either mobily or whatever. And I was able to connect with them. I still talk to a couple of my guests from seven years ago, like Mr. Chardine, uh, Mrs. Malone, Mr. Rhodes, Mr. Wall, all of you. Like they were the best connection with them was when they were in. I knew their preference on if they want their Amex or if they want their Visa card to be paid for, whatever their whole system was. But then I could also tell them like, hey, just down the road, there's this really like speakeasy type bar. Um, I know you love like old fashions. They have a great old fashioned over there or whatever it might be. And just being able to connect with them and kind of take care of res- dinner reservations or stuff like that. And so I think if vacation rentals can kind of consume that like Ritz Carlton or type of you know guest experience mindset where it's just, hey, let's take care of the guests. Let's make it really, really easy. So that way we add a little bit of a wow factor. Let your technology run its course and do its thing, but then let the humans really take over and make memorable experiences. That's kind of the thing I hope we drop too much automation talk and go more focused into the guest experience. And I also will kind of contradict myself, but I think people, when they do talk about guest experience, they talk about it as an automation. Mm. And it's like, that's not actually like that's standard now. That's just basics. That's not guest experience. It's basic, like how to. Guest experience is really going above and beyond and making your guest feel like they're not reading a scripted automated message, that they're reading something or that they're getting a call from somebody or whether you have an office in person that they're actually being cared for and like thinking about their vacation as a whole, not just getting them checked in and all that good stuff. So yeah, that's my, uh, let's drop that and move on to the the good stuff. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I think so. I can't remember who said it. We'll put it in the show notes. But right, like the definition of intelligence is being able to hold two opposing views in your mind at the same time. So life's a great balancing act. There's always sort of yes, this, but then that. So yeah, I love that advice to sort of like, you know, don't rely too heavily on one or the other, right? Like you can't just rely on the humans. You can't just rely on the, the robots, the tech. Got to be a balancing act there. And, you know, I always like to say, like, yeah, put the host back in hospitality, right? Like this is and one of the the big differentiators for short term rental businesses, I think, is the fact that it is more of a personalized experience. You may be in somebody's house. They you know, I love those books that people create where it's like, here's the restaurant you should go to. Here's the place you should, you know, do that is the personal experience. That's what we're trying to get to. I love, love, love all of that. Will. Well, this like this is such great advice for 2022. I, the next somewhat loaded question for you, but I think you've started to answer it, so maybe we can just summarize it. Is like from your perspective, I think a lot of people right now, you know, let's be real, 2022 and 2021 was a very bananas year for this business. We all sort of tend to index on off the high, as I like to say, right? Which is like we're like, oh, it was like you know, the, all the salmon were swimming upstream; they were just jumping into my bucket. It was like really no problem occupancy no big deal. ADRs were great. So obviously revenue was just flowing through. You know, what Jamie and I talk a lot about is like th- that may that is changing in the new new year. It's not going to be as easy as that, which means like if you're an innovator, if you're good at what you're doing, you're probably going to continue to have success, but you're also going to be called upon to, you know, do some creative thinking. So what from your perspective does a healthy STR business look like in 2023? I would say it's a combination of kind of everything we talked about. It's, you know, trusting but verifying your technology stack, making sure that it works and it's functional. It shouldn't be something you have to look at every day. 
But um, I love it because Jamie Lane, the the data nerd gangsta, the data gangsta, yeah, the one, the one and only. He said, you know, the big thing for especially this upcoming economy, you know, of a looming recession and other things like that, is that for property managers to really focus on surviving through it is to focus on really good revenue management to be not like okay yeah you have dynamic pricing but don't just let that don't set it and forget it like you need to yield management is a real thing there's a reason why like i know i dogged on the hotels a little bit earlier but there's a reason why hotels have dedicated revenue managers that are doing yield management every day because it does work and i would just say for you know i guess the whole combination of 2023 is to really you're gonna have to step up your game like if you're just getting into the game then your standard level is higher than it was for me when I entered in 2017 or 2018. Really good point. Really good point. So it's like just taking that into consideration and you're going to have to work harder. Like everyone's gotten into this industry based off of seeing news articles or hearing about it from a friend or whatever. And, you know, hospitality to the core is really going to be, you have to stand above it through really good experience, really good properties, really good design, really good location. So knowing that not every property should be a short-term rental, not every property is gonna make you a ton of money. So, like, I love. I just visited Rob, Robin Craig in, in Steamboat Springs, Moving Mountains. Oh, I love him. So good. But I would ask him, like, we'd be driving around, and I'm like, oh, well, why don't you want that home or this and that? And he's like, it's just not our. It's not our bread and butter. That's not our standard. And being able to walk away from a property just because you know who you are to the core as a company, that is like such a great strength. So I think that is good advice for any operator for 2023. Not every property should be something you have to jump on. Right. Yeah. And just the yet yeah, to your point, like, yes, like if you're just getting started, it is not as easy as maybe it was for for young Will back in the day when he was just kind of, you know, using some good standards. On the other hand, the technology has um, never been as good as it, you know, it wasn't as good. You're just talking about like putting on the smart lock. Things have gotten way more advanced. Overall, the resources at your disposal, way more advanced, right? The, the expertise folks like Will and you know others can provide you with that guidance. Um, I love that. All right, I think those were great pieces of advice for anyone getting started and anyone just operating right now, right? Like yeah, just, 100%. You know, d- don't turn your brain off. Turn it on and have some fun this year, I'd say. It's a great, STR business is always going to be a great place for people that are outside of the box thinkers, I would say, that are like, I call them the rebels, right? Like they're the ones that are like, no, I don't want a nine to five. Like I don't want to wear a suit every day and I don't want to collect a paycheck. I know I can do something different and better. So should be hopefully exciting for everyone. Certainly is for me. All right, we're going to wrap up it with a couple of things. Thing number one is a game we call who, what, and where. And and then let's let's do a shameless plug. Let's do it. So number one, who besides yourself and obviously me too would you take advice from in this business like who would you recommend people tune into i have two pieces i'll give one for the ladies so i would do natalie palmer with no vacancy podcast she's a beast and she has the best instagram content you can find so definitely follow her and then for the people that are all about scale systems eos type of like mindset Mike Shogren with the STR Secrets podcast. Very like a legendary story with him, built a great business and has created like that financial freedom to spend more time with his family and go golfing and, you know, do other things like that. So yeah, those are my two recommendations. Very cool. Very cool. I'm going to get on those immediately. 
All right. The next question is, what do you wish you knew before you started in this business that you now know? Don't focus on scale too much in the beginning. Be okay with being at 10 properties and having a profitable, sustainable business. That should be your number one thing. So yeah, don't focus on scale too early. Great advice, Will. Um, okay. And then the last one is, and I know you do a little bit more property management than investment, but where do you wish you had started in that business? If you could tap in your little time machine and go back. I would have actually started in Colorado before all the regulations and I wouldn't call it saturation, but I would definitely have gotten here. I think it's a beautiful destination. You get all four seasons. So after living here for a year, I'm like, damn, I wish I had a property here to use or even to just rent out and, and have a that kind of cool hospitality experience. Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's got a lot going for it. I too. And I'm a native, so I don't know why I didn't think of doing this a hundred years ago. I know. It's like, ugh. Oh, yeah, no, I bought all of my properties way too late, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> all right, my friend, if people want more wisdom from you, which I I suspect they will, where can they find Will Slickers these days? I'm very active on LinkedIn, so that's my number one like social channel, but I'm going to do a shameless plug of hospitality.fm, which is our podcast network. It's the biggest podcast network for hospitality, and we have great podcasts like this one and 30 plus other podcasts from hotels, restaurants, vacation rentals, you name it. So that's just a great place for good educational content. Oh my goodness. Yes. I, I double down on that. Double click on that or like it. <laughs> yeah. Like and subscribe. Absolutely. That's where I am. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> well, wishing you a very, very happy new year. It has been a pure pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm so thankful. Thank you for a great conversation. Agreed. Agreed. I could talk to you all day, but we'll we'll have a follow-up. We're going to do a follow-up. That's what we're going to do. We will. We will. <laughs> In-person follow-up this time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll work on our audio for that, but yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, my friend. Bye.